live in Nashville, Tennessee. You are listening to the Nashville Daily Podcast. Nashville's number one daily podcast. Brought to you by Think Nashville. Think Nashville. Think Brad. Think Brad. It's Nashville Daily Podcast. Top of the morning to you and happy St. Paddy's Day. Neither Aaron and I are wearing green on the top. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. Well, you're about to see. I'm wearing a kilt, everybody. It's time for kilt camera. Hold on. Kilt camera. Second. I feel Talk like we should. Uh, <laughs> before we, I show the kilt camera. All right. Cam. So as we're going to kilt camera, if you are looking for real estate to buy or sell here in Middle Tennessee, there's only one person that you need to know. If you're thinking, if you're thinking Nashville, do you need to think Brad? Brad Reynolds is the sponsor of today's episode. You can go to thinkbrad.com for this. You can also reach him by phone at 6 one five eight five six three two seven zero if you are thinking national think brad go to thinkbrad.com right now um and find out what you can get here in middle tennessee contact brad he'll get the best deals for you thinkbrad.com all right so uh if you're thinking saint patty's day then uh today's the day because uh, i walked into the studio this morning and Stuart was not wearing pants uh, Stuart, what do you, what do you, uh, well, you don't have a mic, but we'll, we'll go ahead and cut to Stuart. I could just, I could just we, we'll just talk. go go ahead and cut to the kilt cam right there. Stuart, you have your kilt, uh, which is, he has shorts on underneath. I, I am, uh, informed by my producers. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm preventing tragedy. <laughs> and so, uh, there's Stuart with this kilt cam. Um, and then, uh, all right. So Stuart, you have, you've been, uh, to, did you buy this in the States or did you buy this, no, this where was, this the was custom made for me in, in the United States, in the United States. Okay. Yeah. And you've, uh, y- you have more reason to celebrate, uh, St. Patty's day since you've been to Dublin, uh, Dublin. And, uh, I'm also Scottish, Irish yeah. and Italian. It's a <laughs> interesting mix. That's where the red beard comes from. And my name comes from it's the Scottish side. Uh, but yes, I've been to Dublin, Ireland, uh, twice. And the first time it was on St. Paddy's Day in 2012. An interesting thing that you said is St. Paddy's Day is kind of like, uh, what would you call it? Like, it's an American it, holiday it, in it, Ireland. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's kind of yeah. like, um, gosh, I'm trying to think, like uh, the Super Bowl here. You know, everybody just gets together and and uh, has food and drink. Yeah, essentially. My experience of it is there's more Americans than Irishmen <laughs> who are celebrating. That were celebrating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that evening. Uh, landed at seven o'clock in the morning that day and then just explored Dublin for four or five days. And man, it was, it was awesome. Dublin, Ireland reminds me of what Nashville is on a smaller scale. Very uh, the, cool. The largest building in Dublin is the Guinness, uh, not Guinness. Um, the Guinness? Guinness. Yeah. yeah. The Guinness factory. Ah. So that's the largest building. Then you also have Trinity college. You have all these historic sites. And I stayed at this hostel called generate uh, generation X and, or Generator X, and they have like 10 or 15 hostels throughout the world, and it was amazing. It had a movie theater, a breakfast, a pool, like a room for pool, nice. and for like ski ball, and it was like in this little local Irish community, and so I went to these pubs in this little like town square, because like all throughout Dublin, they have town squares. Which really is amazing. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. It's like all that's, separated. That's kind of like another city that we'll talk about here later today, which uh, talking about comparing cities. 
that's one of the questions that Stuart and I have been talking about for the past few days, like off camera, is how Nashville may compare to other top southern cities. And is Nashville truly uh, the the one and only like great southern city here in the United States? We'll talk about that. Funny you mentioned Dublin as a comparison. Uh, that would be very, very cool to see. And we will talk about the other city that has all those little town squares that's on this list as well that we'll walk through. Uh, But before we get to that, um, there's a lot happening here in Nashville. Um, Regarding money. Yeah, regarding money. Let's let's talk about that one first. Um, uh, If anybody has not been under a rock, you have learned that there's a lot of bank failure here in the United States over the past uh, week, six days now. And uh, that has affected a lot of of people, even the banking industry here in Nashville. Um, Not necessarily. I couldn't find a whole lot of information about maybe individuals or startups here that may have been affected by Silicon Valley Bank and and uh, the the issues it's, that it, that has how, had. Probably a lot of people don't want that to be publicized. Publicized, yeah, right. But w- what numbers are publicized are publicly traded banks mm-hmm. <laughs> here in uh, in Nashville, and I'm sure there are other publicly traded companies that have had some effect. But specifically, the banking industry and publicly traded banks um, here in Nashville, of which we have three. Um, have dipped a little bit. The Business Journal gives a little insight at least on 13%. this. At least thirteen percent. That's a that's a little more than a little bit. That's a tad. <laughs> yeah, that's a, what's more than a dip, um, a drop, a fall. Now a fall would be like more than twenty. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't slide. know. Slide. Slide. A dip. A slide. Uh, okay. So the uh, there are three of these banks in Davidson County that are publicly traded Pinnacle Financial Partners mm-hmm. Capstar Financial Holdings and FB Financial Corporation uh, they dipped that 13% from March 6th to the market close on March 13th according to data from Bloomberg the Music City banks have now collectively lost 1.4 billion dollars in value um, now that's that stock market. It, it mostly could just depending on the trend of the rest of the United States could continue to go down, could bounce back up fairly quickly uh, because we may be seeing the bottom of that dip, that hole, and it continues to go back um, up. But we will see. Maybe there's like five <laughs> other banks that may be closing too. So. Yeah. So it really depends on what the rest of the United States is doing because it's publicly, these are publicly traded. But the thing I learned yesterday is in this 1970s, over 5,000 financial institutions shut down in, in the United States. That's wild. And the, the numbers right now, there's about 4,500 financial institutions in the United States. <laughs> So you guys do that. Yeah, that, that, that's, <laughs> that's not good math. Uh, so according to the Business Journal, Nashville-based Pinnacle Partners, uh, Pinnacle Financial Partners had seen the stock price decline 20% from the March 6th to March, thir- March 13 so dates. So that maybe is a fall, <sighs> not a dip. That's, a, that's, that's a, like a fall. That's or a, that's a lot. Or that's a pit. That's no, that's know. a lot. So uh, that's more than one point one billion. So Pinnacle's essentially the entirety of that one point four billion dollars. Said dropped more than one point one billion dollars during that time. So the only three hundred million is the only assets remaining essentially for the other two publicly traded banks that were on this list. Uh, Pinnacle and they are Middle Tennessee's largest bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sixteen point six nine billion in local deposits. 
Um, so the, the, there's a, a little more information um, on the business journal. If you want to continue to read, um, they have a slideshow on this article as well of the 20 publicly traded banks operating in middle Tennessee. Um, so you, if you want to continue to read on, you can, uh, we're going to get into maybe a little more positive news. Potentially. It, dep- <laughs> it depends on how you approach this. Yeah. So anytime the government is looking to get a job done, what they have to do is they have to open up a bid for a proposal. Usually. Yes. Usually <laughs> some, Metro Nashville schools did not in some cases yeah, yeah, know, in recent yeah. years. There, and there are some publicly acknowledged. There are some legal circumstances in which a bid does not have to be thrown out depending on dollar amounts. Dollars, there's certain. Then that's just when the, within this. So yeah. there's a lot so, of situations where that doesn't have to. But most of the time for these for a lot of projects, things have to be bid out. Yeah, and the mistake that Metro Nashville schools made in years past is it was way more than a, a certain amount. Uh, it was a lot of money. <laughs> and so there, there was a lot of controversy behind that. But typically what happens is the government will go out and say, hey, this job needs to be done. What private contractors or what private businesses can take care of this? And so now the bidding process has been open since February 22nd, basically. And they also had another meeting in January. But the bidding process has been open for the development of 30 acres in the East Bank. So this is super fascinating. This is coming from the Nashville Business Journal. Uh, Let's just go ahead and show some photos real quick, Joey. Let me pull this up. All right, so this is where the old Titan Stadium is. So we've been focusing this heavily on the podcast. This is where the Juvenile Detention Center is. That's going to be moved uh, into North Nashville. And basically, this new Titan Stadium right here is going to be where this big parking lot is. So surrounding all of this area, you're going to have 30 acres of development. Uh, Go ahead and uh, unshow my computer, Joey, and then I'll throw up another image real quick. You're going to have 30 acres of prime development uh, that's going to be available uh, for development. So here we are. Um, and, well, so 30 acres of specifically yes. Metro-owned land. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so these red markers on this map are specifically Metro-owned land. And and I think even the, the little circle... Um, is, that's going to be a park. So yes, you and, and that gonna is going to be Metro-owned land as well. Yep. But these 30 acres are the ones that are available to during this bidding process yep. to develop. Yep. Yep. Which 30 acres in downtown Nashville is worth a lot of money. Oh, yeah, by uh, far. By far. And, well, and 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 it's worth even more because Why are you saying that? Let me get Greg the Google guy ready. Yeah, it's it's worth it, but people aren't requesting to buy it. So, yep. you know, they they can't build up on the value of the land. Um but some it's also, could say it's also in a development zone, and so there's oh, yeah. a lot of tax incentives to develop in this. And some could say the or opportunities on not yeah yeah on the opportunities in yeah. And some could say that the value of maybe a, a development firm building on this land could be more valuable than actually purchasing the land with how much work is mm-hmm. going to be done in the the East Bank. Um, okay, so um, while while we are getting Greg, uh, so uh, well, I'll go through a little bit of this article. Metro is now evaluating 
responses to its formal, quote, request for quotation that initially pertains to 30 acres on the east bank of the Cumberland River. Responses were due March 3rd with more submittals to come from selected finalists. Uh, The deal is a lucrative opportunity for development or developers. They're competing to build on land across from the river and downtown uh, in an area eligible for even federal tax breaks. That's that opportunity zone and walking distance to a venue that would host the Tennessee Titans as well as concerts and other major events. All right, so we have Greg. We contacted Greg. We contacted Greg. He's in a very high parachute. But before I want to get into that, I've been asked twice in the last week from visitors of Nashville, what are they going to do about parking? Or we had people on the podcast, what are they going to do about parking? Yeah. And that's a very complicated issue right now. And the reason for that is the city of Nashville a few months ago said, hey, there's no parking requirement for new development. Yes. And so there's just a lot like, will parking be built in the East Bank? It has to be. There has to be some type of garage or something or underground garage that's going to have to be built to accommodate some parking. So I have some interesting thoughts about this because while I agree that um, if if parking's not needed, uh, there's two things that I think. Uh, one, Metro needs to get 10 times more serious about public transportation mm-hmm. here in Nashville. And maybe that's all private. Uh, yes, whatever. Whatever yeah. it needs to be, there's seriousness level on it, uh, and they need to get out of this mindset that buses are the solution for everything uh, because they're just, they're just not. Um, if you look at the routes right now, there are tons of actually good routes right now in the buses. When I say nobody's taking them, like we literally have passed one percent, you know, maybe point zero one percent of people are taking them. Um, and, and so people aren't taking them seriously. And so if you just continue to add on top of that, you're really not going to have a lot of good solutions. Um, so you need to come up with a few more things. And then uh, while I agree that parking needs to be there, um, if I don't think that parking lots need to uh, to be the big focus here, because if we continue to build parking lots, then one, I think Metro is going to have an excuse to not focus more on public transportation and get their act together. So the more that we say, hey, parking's not really going to be a big thing, that pushes people over to uh, maybe pressure Metro a little bit more on public transportation. Well, I wasn't saying public transport, uh, public parking is going to be the thing. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. saying that developers, if they're wise, yeah, they can make a ton of money building underground parking lots that should be able to accommodate what's happening in this yeah. area. The, the tricky part, I think, is that Metro has the zoning authority of the type of parking that can be there, how many spaces. Well, it's also, this is a floodplain. Yeah. So not all of it, but like... <laughs> An underground parking lot there. <laughs> it, well, it's like, it's like Pinnacle. It's it's like the Pinnacle building yeah. in uh, 3rd Avenue, 12, yeah. between 2nd and 3rd Avenue. Yeah. That parking lot floods all the time. Yeah. And it's probably because of, I don't know, yeah n- nowhere for the water to go yeah. besides into the parking garage. And, and maybe you could be smart, like uh, the, the parking lot at the airport that holds, uh, my gosh, like... It's like 2,000. Like 2,000, maybe more, two to 4,000 cars in that thing, which is amazing. And it, they, um, it's like six stories, yeah, and six then they're stories. building a hotel above it. So, like, yeah, it, there's options for that. Yeah, like... It, you know, get smarter with parking if parking's going to be going in there um, and then uh, limit the parking so that it's not one of the main features so more pressure can be put on public transportation. But 
I, the 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 default that we hear from a lot of people that oh parking needs to be essential in there. I don't think is the best way to go forward with the East Bank. Yeah, and I, I, I yeah, I don't think it, it need, there needs to be a conversation about it. But yeah. it doesn't need to be the main priority. It, yep. it needs to basically you need better transit. All right. So um, we're going to put Greg on a parking lot, right? Let me, yes, in a second. <laughs> let me show this flood map. Okay. Um, hold on one second. Let me show this flood map. Okay. So while you're getting that up, I'm going to continue in the business journal. This land uh, is counting on sales tax and revenue from future development to pay off $760 million of debt proposed in a stadium financing plan that faces vote at the Metro Sports Authority and Metro Council next month. Uh, outgoing Mayor John Cooper, whose term ends in September, has touted the potential for Metro to spur affordable housing, expanded public parks, and cultural institutions on the land as well. I, I don't think the... Uh, we, we've talked about this before. I don't think the affordable housing, um, it, it has the good intention, but I don't think it's going to fit the neighborhood that's essentially like saying i'm going to put affordable housing in the gulch right it's just not gonna it's not gonna stick uh cooper could say it all he wants on the way out uh but i don't think it's actually going to to stick but maybe a requirement for the developers that they win this contract that they put it in there so you really never know all right so i have a photo this is looking down um first avenue and you can see where PSC is completely underwater. Yep. <laughs> almost it all of it. All, almost <laughs> all of it. Wow. And I know this is not showing necessarily where Nissan Stadium is and where that 30 acres is. Uh, but the water, there was 10 feet of water inside of Nissan Stadium. Yeah. And so oh, yeah. this is just something yeah. they need to be very mindful of. Oh, yeah. And, yes, you're, they're going to have a bunch of mixed-use retail yep. and apartments and office spaces. And so part of the reason for the parking is build it so they can flood. The parking. Some of these parking lots in these high-rises can flood. Yeah. It's like an area like yeah. where they have, like, the homes that are yeah. raised. It's going to cost a lot more, but I think they can do it. I think they could do it. All right. Let's, um, let's get Greg up and down. Or let's just show him from this image real quick. So Greg is hanging from a parachute right now, looking down into Nashville and the East Bank. There was a proposal at one time uh, about a year yeah. ago mm -hmm. for a new, right here in this little parking lot where I'm circling, where uh, 600 First Avenue North parking is, there was a proposal for a brand new baseball stadium. Yeah, it took up. Lot. Yeah, so it took up essentially Both the sides. the pedestrian bridge would have uh, have have essentially entered into the stadium. Yep. Um, at that end, and so I don't think that's happening. No, no. That, I think that was very fun. It built up the hype. Yeah. It was very nice. I was excited about that. I thought it fit, fit perfectly in there. The reason, I don't know why it got scrapped. The reason I say that. Is, let's <laughs> Joey go ahead and show my computer. Is that parking lot? ENF is Metro owned land. Is Metro owned the land, and that's where the proposed baseball stadium was going to go. Yeah, which is it's very interesting. I, I not not entirely sure why it, it won. Uh, essentially, they they thought I I think the East Bank probably moved too quickly for them to have any kind of securities is my is my thought well that and the team's not secured exactly there there, yeah. there weren't enough securities to say yes we're going to move forward with it uh you you guys can hold that hold that spot for us at the east bank um, um that's that's what feels like ha right, what happened i'm gonna just drop okay greg the google guy oh nice uh into a full parking lot wow this is rare interesting do you think greg the google guy uh walks 
through there? Took took some photos on a game day? He, no, I think this is it says April 19, 2019. So I think he drove through here when all of the metro people, uh, metro city workers and state workers. Just regular were, parking during were the day. Required to park. And oh, park in that's right. This yeah. Before all of the remote work. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so this whole the parking lot is going to be developed into the new Titan Stadium. So what's happening in this article, Aaron? The, the there, there's a few companies that have openly bid on this thing that have been presented, correct? Yeah. So Cooper said in a statement, he said, "What I hope my successor wrestles with mostly is the financial benefit of this and how to spend those tax tax." dollars. Uh, he said that in February, he said, I feel like I'm, uh, handing off a really successful hope, uh, to hope chest of money. It's a weird way to say it. Uh, that was created because we had the nerve to take a valueless set of parking lots and turned it into very valuable land, which is very true. This is going to be Cooper's legacy for sure. Um, he has some positives and negatives that we talked about here. This is definitely one of his positives. Um, at least 10 developers, according to the business journal article showed interest in the bid, uh, by participating in a January pre-offer meeting with Metro, according to a list of attendees provided by the Metro Department of Finance. Uh, the list on here included some of the largest and highest profile developers. Those uh, developer names include Brookfield Properties, Heinz, Lincoln Property Company, Sterling Bay, and the Fallon Co. Um, they all, there are they some, all know that this is literally the goldmine of America. Right yeah, now. yeah. Uh, uh, there are some names that I'm surprised to not see on that list. Uh, participation in the pre-offering meeting does not mean a developer went to onto some minute response design firms, Perkins Eastman and, yep. uh, Kimberly Horn appeared to be involved in certain bids as those firms were the subject of a special called February 22nd meeting of the Metro procurement standards board. Uh, Zach Kelly, an official Metro Finance, cited Metro Law in deciding to disclose the number of, uh, of active bidders uh, or their identities. Zach's, uh, or, uh, Zach Kelly said, I can only advise that the evaluation and interviews are ongoing. Uh, the steps of this bid, uh, Kelly's comments references the first of two of the three steps in Metro's East Bank bid process. Development teams can earn a maximum this is like a like a test can earn a maximum of 100 points in each round their winner will have the highest cumulative score according to bid documents uh there's a lot more de i'm i'm not going to go into all these details no you um, can read you can read the article but the the article's in the show notes from the business journal um I would have, uh, we'll probably actually go back and read this later, but just not in the episode. This is very detailed, um, but looks like it's based off of a point system. So, yeah, very so interesting. I, I do want to show this last photo. So this is a rendering that came out probably almost probably eight months, eight to nine months ago. And this is a rendering of the view from the new Titan Stadium, looking at where the old Titan Stadium was. And we've talked about this. Uh, this is going to be an incredible park around. It. It's going to be surrounding the mixed use buildings, living apartments, hotels, uh, potentially TPAC and all of these these arts and all of these things. And the thing that we did talk about for flood migration is underneath this park, they're going to have an entire water storage system that we talked about yep. uh, in one episode. And we I can't remember how many gallons of water it was going to anticipate and holding, but it was millions. Oh, like easily. 
And so that's part of the the risk of the flooding that they're going to try to prevent is having storage in underground tanks or uh, whatever they're called. I don't know exactly what they're called. Tanks, probably. Tanks, reservoirs. Vats. Anything like right, that. Yeah. So, uh, but this is the view of the Nashville skyline and potentially what's going to happen in the East Bank. But we'll be keeping you guys updated on that. Today's episode is brought to you by Blessed Day Coffee. If you're looking for one of the best sources of caffeine in the mornings or in the afternoons or in the evenings, you could do all day, all day. Well, uh, I was going to say, this is one of the uh, Blessed Day in my... In my cup right now. Uh, that is one of the tanks or reservoirs that I enjoy uh, filling up. I have um, And so I, you know, pour the water in the tank, make the coffee. And uh, so those are the reservoirs that matter right now is the reservoirs that, <laughs> that pour up the hot water on top of blessed day coffee. Uh, it is absolutely incredible. They have some of the most fresh and sustainable roast here in Nashville. And so if you want to check them out, free delivery for those who are local, uh, you can check them out at blessedaycoffee.com. We have a few roasts in collaboration with them, so go check them out on the website. And if you're not convinced yet, you get 20% off with XPLR20 at checkout. So check them out at blessedaycoffee.com. Keep yourself hydrated, please. All right. So recently, Southern Living Magazine just came out with their top 20 cities in the South. And uh, yeah, 2023, they typically do this type of list every single year. Yeah. If have. you're getting deja vu, we, we talked about this last week. Yeah. We didn't go or, or we, earlier or this week, last week. Sometime we've talked about <laughs> Southern living for a hot second. Yeah. Yeah. Over the last couple of weeks. Uh, but I don't think we've gotten this far in depth. No, no, part, no. Part of the reason that this conversation is happening is Aaron and I had the opportunity to drive all over Mississippi and West Tennessee for the last few days and we basically we did 1200 miles in, in driving um which is always fun but we we've we've been in a lot of places in the last few days we've we've been in nashville we've been in um tupelo mississippi tupelo. we've been in jackson mississippi we've been in natchez mississippi port gibson mississippi oxford mississippi memphis tennessee we've been to the natchez Trey state park we've been to jackson uh, we've been everywhere. Yeah, in, we, in we truly have a little area. Yeah. Just in a few days. Um, and, and so one thing that, that Stuart and I really talked about over the past few days, uh, just kind of behind the scenes is, you know, we, we often, uh, are spoiled here in Nashville and we just get used to the, the really spoiled. nice things that we have. And we go to these, uh, these other cities, um, and we truly wondered, and Stuart and I have been to most of these cities all over the South. And, uh, and so a lot of these travel conversations really spark is Nashville truly the top dog of all of these Southern cities. And so we're going to walk a through, we'll disagree with us. I think, I think so. Results, I think we'll, so. We'll figure, we'll figure we'll, that we'll out. We'll try to take, talk through what we're thinking a little bit. Um, so we're going to walk through the top 10 that's on Southern's living's best cities for 2023. Um, and kind of see if, uh, if, if we really think after talking through this list, if Nashville still will, uh, hold the crown, it doesn't according to Southern living, we'll see who's number one. But uh, I think we're going to start at number 10. Yes. Yeah, so right. Number, number 10 is Austin, Texas. Uh, you can go ahead and show my photo, Joey. Uh, so personally, I have never been to Austin, Texas. I've only been to Dallas and Fort Worth and areas surrounding that grapevine. But same. I, 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 and I know Austin is a sister city of Nashville in the sense of Austin is typically they're about five to seven years ahead of where Nashville is in development and in growth and in jobs. 
And so it's 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 a it's a market I just don't know. And I know Austin's the capital seat of Texas, just like Nashville's the capital seat of Tennessee. So I'm just not sure uh, what's the word in Austin. Yeah. So the the description is uh, in Southern Living is very similar to uh, what you'd find for Nashville. Um, the groove to live music, indulge in the best barbecue around, paddleboard on the water, take a dip in uh, local favorite swimming holes, great shopping, world class festivals, buzzing art scene. Uh, so I mean, very similar things to, to Nashville. Um, so one of the things that I think that, uh, Nashville might have, I don't know the tourism numbers. I think our tourism numbers are probably a little bit better. I think our attractions list is probably a little bit higher. Um, a, a lot of people do really praise the live music of Austin, but, uh, we all know nothing compares to the live music here in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, and so that the music industry here, I think gives a little bit of strength. I know this is number 10 on the list, but I think Austin could be one of the top competitors to, uh, to Nashville. Um, now some may argue just in general, if Austin, Texas is in the South or not now for, for this argument's sake, Southern living's putting it in here. So we'll, we'll let it slide. Um, but I think also history wise, Nashville absolutely takes the cake over Austin, Texas. Yes. Um, what's really fascinating is all the, the boys in the Alamo and all these things for Texas, they all came from Tennessee. So uh-huh. a lot of Texas residents or Texas like founders of, of cities came from Tennessee. Yeah. So th- honestly, I'm, uh, I think that, that uh, Austin may be the closest competitor to Nashville. Number nine on in sense y- yeah. of, of, of music and sense of attraction culture. Yeah. South by Southwest. Like, yeah. yeah. So, but there's a few other cities that may come close to. So aren't okay, even yeah, yeah, yeah. This. But, Ooh, that's okay. true. All right. Number nine, Alpharetta, Georgia. Never heard of the place. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've, I've heard of it. It's a, it's a suburb of Atlanta. Um, it's uh, apparently I, I've been through it. Uh, just being near Atlanta. Um, it has a newly redesigned downtown, uh, indoor, outdoor restaurants, green spaces. You know, it's one of those things. I, I'm sure it's a great little small town, just like Franklin, Tennessee somehow made the list for top cities. Both probably, you know, we know Franklin's a good small town. I'm sure Alpharetta is a great small town, but you know, doesn't, doesn't hold anything to, to Nashville. This next one on Southern living, this is an interesting conversation. Chattanooga, Tennessee made number eight for Southern living's top, uh, Southern cities in 2023. Stuart, what are your reactions to that? I have some thoughts, but I want to hear yours first. I think Chattanooga is one of the most beautiful towns in the state of Tennessee. And the reason for that is it's it's surrounded by water. It's surrounded by mountains. There's so many outdoor activities. You're close to, like, you're literally an hour and a half away from the Smokies, two hours from the Smokies. Like, you're you're in strategically a really good place. You're near North Georgia, which is gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're, it's it just strategically, it's a very good place. If I was not living in Nashville, my second option would be Chattanooga. And the reason for that is culturally, I, I love the culture of Chattanooga. I love the downtown scene. I think the food scene in Chattanooga is remarkable, but there's a lot of differences between Nashville and Chattanooga. First off, Nashville by population standpoint, it's almost three or four times larger than Chattanooga. Yeah. 
the second thing is, is even strategically placed within middle Tennessee mm-hmm. and the surrounding counties. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of times you factor into there's, there's a reason why we have a Metro population stat and not a national proper city stat yep. is because most people are there for Nashville. They just are choosing to live within Different the surrounding areas. 30, 40 miles mm-hmm. and drive in. So that, that Metro statistical area that we talk about has a factor in. And so once you add in that, I mean, we are like four and, or five times the population. And Chattanooga has history. Na- Nashville has history. Chattanooga has history. They have revolutionary war history, civil war history. They, they have, they have as much history as Nashville does. In right. The sense of from a, a, w- what's talked about and spoken about. I think Chattanooga, it's not a comparison to Nashville because it's a different metropolitan area. Correct, yeah. But overall, like, Chattanooga is probably my second favorite place on this list. So uh, uh, I have a few thoughts about about Chattanooga. Um, I think that compared to some of the other cities on this list, I think probably Austin should be higher than Chattanooga for some of the top southern cities. but you know, depends on exactly what they're looking for on this list. Um, but the thing that is very, very interesting about Chattanooga is its potential factor is extremely large compared to a lot of cities mm-hmm. because a lot of other cities, um, they would have to spend so much money to become this absolutely dominant hub. Chattanooga has already spent it yeah a long time ago mm-hmm. and so their downtown infrastructure is already heavily in place and then it died and it's trying to be revived well then, and you, have, you, then you have guys like Tyler Cobble yeah who's a developer here in Nashville who just bought a million square foot building in Chattanooga like eight months ago right there's just so much available space in the Mm -hmm. downtown area that's already there yes a lot of renovations in those buildings will have to take place and and, but the city infrastructure is theoretically there has already been built really the fiber yeah the fiber lines the only the only complaint about Chattanooga is 24 like tw- parts yeah. of 24 oh, yeah, are, yeah. are worse than Nashville. Oh yeah. Yeah. Easily. It's almost expected if you're driving through Chattanooga in the mountains there on your way to Atlanta, you're, you're going to have mm-hmm. traffic as soon as you start to raise an elevation oh, yeah. and get in that area. It's, it's expected to have that traffic. Uh, but Chattanooga has so much going for it and it can uh, really exponentially grow so quickly because of that existing infrastructure of a city that's already been built really just needs a lot of renovation and TLC and uh, they can be on their way a lot faster than some other cities can. And I agree. Uh, So number seven is Greenville, South Carolina. I don't have much to say about this city. I've only driven through it on the interstate. I have not stopped. I've heard amazing things. I've heard culturally. I've heard a lot of people are moving here. Uh, I've heard culturally it's fantastic. I've heard the food is amazing in Greenville, but I don't have any insight. Yep, same. Okay. (laughs) All right, number six. Aaron, you have more insight than me on this, but I've been here twice. So uh, this is New Orleans, Louisiana. Yes. So New Orleans, I think, and Stuart, when we talked about this off camera the other day, uh, I think New Orleans is probably the second. And we mentioned this whenever um, we talked about another list uh, this past week of cities that are top destinations from other states. New Orleans hit that list many times. Now, a, a lot of times, I think a lot of cities 
are determined on their success by a few things. But I think what might hold out and continue to grow that growth is the tourism. You can have a lot of great industries. You can have, but if you can't hold tourists, something's going to be wrong. If you can't provide things to do, you're going to have a hard time. This is one thing that New Orleans is extremely good at. And it's been good similar to Nashville. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And New Orleans has the history that is, I think New Orleans has the best history and the most history out of any of the southern cities. Um, Charleston's a comparison, man. Charleston would be number two. I think New Orleans is number one. I think Charleston is number it, two. It, it depends on how far back you want to go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with Boone and all that. It, there's the, they, they compete very heavily in, yeah. in that regard. Um, but they have so many different options for tourists. Um, and I'm not talking about just Bourbon Street. Culturally, New Orleans has so much going for it with all its festivals, its music scene, its history scene, its art scene, uh, its uh, um, uh, what's the word? Its architecture scene. Its dark tourism scene. Uh, dark tourism. Oh is yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a graveyard yeah. or something in that line. Yeah. So and there's uh, food. So they really hit those tourism pockets very, very well. It's very walkable. It's very large. So much outdoor things to do as well. Uh, you got to really kind of go far out to do that. Um, and and there's so many uh, places to actually keep people because the downtown is so large. Um, now the the thing that New Orleans will always have to do is clean up. That's been New Orleans story for their entire 300 years. Um, so I don't know if that's it's ever a dirty city. It, it is. Yeah. It's, it is one of the dirtiest large cities uh, here in the South, but um, it's kind of what people like about it too. Um, so, but if New Orleans would be extremely dangerous in a positive way to the, to the tourism and could be number one, if they, all their abandoned buildings in downtown were renovated, were, were renovated and cleaned up, yeah. uh, they'd be a major force to reckon with. They already are. Um, New Orleans for me is number two on the list. Um, they Southern Living has it at six, uh, but I think it's it's number two for me. All right, coming in hot. Number five is Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, we're not going to talk about that because this podcast is called <laughs> Nashville Daily Podcast. <laughs> so you already know, folks. All right, number four is Atlanta, Georgia. Um, Atlanta is an interesting place. I like, I like the food in Atlanta. Some of the food is amazing. Like cafe Intermezzo, That's where they got started. Um, the history museums, Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A, Coca-Cola, Chick-fil-A has gotten a lot of money from me. A lot. Yeah. I was doing my taxes and I was like, (laughs) Oh dang, I paid so much to Chick-fil-A. Oh, Chick-fil-A. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, what okay. else about Atlanta? <laughs> well, so the architecture in some of the older buildings is really nice. Some yeah. of the newer buildings, the architecture is, it's nice, but like, it's just, it's the same thing that's happening here in Nashville. It just looks like a glass building. Like it doesn't have character. That's fair. And I think I, I feel that way of a lot of buildings in Atlanta. Uh, their football stadium's really nice. Mercedes-Benz stadium's really nice. Yeah. And the nice thing is, is Atlanta has an Ikea. Mm. Um, but so does so, Memphis. So does Memphis. So 
it, it's drive to either one if you really wanted to, or you can just have a pickup location here in Nashville because they do that. Yeah. So Atlanta for me is kind of a big question mark uh, because there are two things that's going on. And it has deep history too. Extremely deep history. It, Atlanta has incredible history. Atlanta has so much shopping and dining. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it may be the shopping a, and dining. Shop, yeah, from a shopping standpoint, it, they are the best city in the South. Yeah. Shopping and dining, it may take the cake in the South. Um, Maybe and, besides Charleston. That's true. Charleston Charleston is, is very good with that. Um, but the, the interesting thing about Atlanta is uh, people are moving into Georgia as a whole. I'm not sure that Atlanta, I think the, the surrounding areas are, are getting a, a nice influx in population. Uh, but the violence and the crime in Atlanta um, is, is, I think, would be very tough to continue to put this on the list for one of the top, even though they have so many things going well for it. And, and it's one of those semi-decent things. Semi-decent public transportation system. Yeah. And there's, and there are so many things that you can do depending on what kind of adventure you want to find in Atlanta. There are so many different things. Um, it, but uh, the music industry, the, the film industry, there is so much down there. Um, this but it's it's the people don't feel safe in Atlanta uh, as much as they do in some of these other southern cities. And so I, I think that's what will knock it off of the kind of the top few cities for for me personally, uh, for it being one of the, the like the top dog here in the south. Yeah, it's a, it's not my top five. Yeah. Um, all right. Number three, Asheville, North Carolina. I've only spent two days here. I haven't, I have explored downtown. I love it. I have not done any of the outdoor attractions in Asheville. Uh, I've never gone to the Biltmore. Oh, okay. Like, I've yeah. seen it, but yeah. I've never visited it. So th- there's still so much I need to do in Asheville before I have clarity on if I enjoy it or not. Yeah. Asheville's good for uh, Asheville's good for what it is. I would compare it to trying to see what other cities are on this list that I would compare it to Chattanooga. No, it doesn't have the downtown infrastructure that Chattanooga does. Um, I would compare it to maybe there's, uh, there's really uh, like a Huntsville or something like that. Um, that's on the list. Yeah. It's Huntsville's a little higher on the list in the, like the, the high teens, I think. Um, but Asheville, the, the Biltmore is pretty much, one of the things that makes Asheville, uh, their, their downtown is very nice. It's very walkable. A lot of it's, breweries. It's, it, the brewery scene is amazing. Yeah. But what Asheville is really known for is the outdoor activity. Yeah. The, the Blue Ridge Mountains running through there. It, it is absolutely stunning view wise as yeah, yeah. a city. Yeah. All right. Number two is Savannah, Georgia. I have not been, so I don't have any insight. Okay. So Savannah, that's the city that has all of those town squares like Dublin. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have um, so many, like I think probably uh, nine or more uh, really not necessarily town squares, but, but like squares. Parks. Yeah. Yeah. Like square so like, parks like, that were like intentionally York, built. And like, I think, yeah. And I think okay. that used to have a lot more, um, well, Savannah is uh, one of the oldest cities on this list. Yeah. So, it so Savannah sense. has a lot of history. I would put them at number three ish for history. Um, New Orleans and, and Charleston and Savannah and then probably Nashville um, are, are very, very close. Savannah and Nashville. Uh, uh, Savannah obviously has a lot of the older Revolutionary War pirates and all those style things similar to Charleston. Um, but so the interesting thing about Savannah is 
there are a lot of things to do that I haven't explored there. You have a lot of uh, outdoor adventures once you get out of the city. Inside of the city, there's really just like a couple things to do. There's a few art things to do. There's a little bit of shopping. Uh, there's a lot of dining and some history tours. And that's about it. Um, and so they're, they're downtown wall full of history. There's a limited number of things that you can do there. It felt like from the time that I was there, uh, I am excited to go explore Savannah more and more of the outskirts, the islands that are nearby. Um, and, uh, but I, I think it still has a lot, uh, a lot before it would be considered anything in the top few cities for me. All right. So coming in at number one is Charleston, South Carolina, and uh, I would say this is definitely in my top five, uh, probably number two coming in after Nashville. And that's the reason I live in Nashville, because I enjoy it so much. <laughs> Charleston is a city that has so much history. Yeah. A, the character of downtown Charleston is amazing. Yes. The food, it's some of the best food I've ever had in my entire life. The water activities, it, like it, there's just so much to do in Charleston. Um, and it's relatively small compared to Nashville. Yeah. I think the population is uh, under 200,000. I think. In we, Charleston. Yeah, we probably need uh, that number. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they're considered a metro, metro, metropolitan statistical area. Yeah. I, they probably are. I don't know. Yeah. The, so the, the population, the, like the amount of things that Charleston has going on for it compared to the population is pretty wild. The amount of water activities that Charleston has when I, uh, I didn't really expect that when I went there. Um, and, and so the variety of activities that you can enjoy and the different scenes that you can be a part of as a tourist there, they, they are that's one of the things that, that I think they are doing well alongside uh, Nashville, New Orleans, Atlanta. Are, they, are, they have so many things for their tourists to do there. Uh, it's a big retirement community. Uh, like Nashville, a lot of people are going to Charleston while the dollar is still a little bit cheaper there. Um, that's one thing we found out about. You know, We haven't mentioned Memphis or uh, um, Mississippi, Mississippi yeah. in any of this, even though we just went there because none of these the, their cities have really made the list. But one thing we've heard from Memphis, your dollar stretches further to big retirement community. The same is true for Charleston. Not for much longer, um, but I think it, it still will be here for maybe the next five or 10 years. Uh, a lot of people are going there to retire, enjoy the, you know, being on the water, uh, a lot of, so much history there. Uh, Charleston for me, I would put at maybe three or four on the list as far as, as really Southern powerhouse cities. For me, it's Nashville, New Orleans, Charleston. That's your top three. Those are my top three. Oh man, that's hard. Uh, <laughs> Nashville, Charleston, Charlotte. Nashville, Charleston, Charlotte, North Carolina, throwing a curveball. We didn't even talk about we didn't that. Talk about Charlotte. Okay, Charlotte make okay, can make your case. So Charlotte, <laughs> I've, I've I've been to Charlotte a couple times. I've been into downtown, um, and then I'll go I'll go Charlotte, Raw, Raleigh, North Carolina, and then probably Franklin, Tennessee. Oh, interesting. Uh, See, I would the only re I wouldn't have put Franklin on there just because of the population. Yeah, yeah. Um, Charlotte is a really interesting place. It reminds me of the growth of Nashville. It's like one of the only cities in like the South that has cranes everywhere. Yeah. Uh, the food in Charlotte's fantastic. And I've only eaten in downtown Charlotte a couple times. The surrounding areas of Charlotte, like Kannapolis and all of these like surrounding towns, 
like Concord and all of these places, the food is amazing. Yeah. And then the culture is really amazing. The, the people are really friendly. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll say my top three is Nashville, Charleston, and Charlotte. So one of the interesting things uh, to close, Miami's not on this list. It's not in the South. Nothing in, in Florida is on this list. Yeah. It's, do we consider Florida the South? Some parts, parts, parts some, of Florida, some yes. parts. Yes. Absolutely. Once you get to Miami, no, absolutely not. Miami is the New York of the South. It, it is. Maybe we'll continue this on the next episode. Let us know your thoughts in the comments. Thanks for watching. See you on Monday. Thank you for listening to the Nashville Daily Podcast. If you want to learn more, head to NashvilleDailyPodcast.com. You can also follow us on social media at Explore.Nash on Instagram, Nashville Daily Podcast on YouTube, and Explore.Nash on YouTube as well. The Nashville Daily Podcast is an Explore LLC production, copyright 2023.